God's good, and I believe He's birthed a message in my heart. He has birthed something in my heart. If you got your Bibles with you tonight, turn with us to the book of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3. Amen. Matthew chapter 3. When you get there, shout a great big amen. The Bible said these words, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying the voice of one crying into the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out he to, or to him Jerusalem and all of Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And thank God that he did do that. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is shewn down and cast into the fire. And I'm going to stop at this verse 11 really preaching and ministering on this verse. But he said in verse 11, But I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. If I can bring this message out on what God has birthed into my spirit tonight, and I pray that he'll help me. But I'm going to preach to you on this thought, simple thought, but a profound thought tonight. The burn ban has been lifted. The burn ban has been lifted. Would you go with us to the Lord in prayer tonight? Amen. As we just seek His face to help us tonight. Heavenly Father, we just stand in Your presence. We stand in all the mighty hand of God tonight, Lord, who watches over us, that keeps us, Lord, that, amen, that just protects us. And now that we come to this time of the service, uh, we've honored You, we've worshipped You in our songs, and we've lifted up, amen, our voices and our hearts and our giving. And we just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus as we break the bread of life tonight that You'll hide us behind the cross, God, that You'll lead, direct, and God, not only our speech tonight, but our footsteps. Uh, lead this service tonight, Lord, and I pray that if there's somebody here that needs a heavy band, a heavy burden, God, uh, some kind of bondage, whether they need in feeling of the Holy Ghost, they need salvation tonight, God. I pray that you'll show up in the midst, God, and do what you do best, uh, and that is to lift the burn band tonight, and I'm going to be careful to give you all the praise for everything that you're about to do, uh, amen, not only here and now, but what you're going to do in the future as you tarry, and we give you the praise in Jesus' wonderful name, and the church would shout a great big amen and an amen. Praise God. The burn ban has been lifted. Uh, I don't know tonight, but I believe if I ask the question to our young people this evening, uh, that if you're glad that school is out, uh, amen, and summer break is here, most of you would shout a great big hallelujah if you had any sense at all. Uh, amen. If you was like me, that is. Uh, I sure like summer. I did not like school very much, but uh, I'm not telling you that you don't need to be like me. You need to go and, amen, attend yourself to school, but I'm 
glad summer's here. Amen. But also that's another thing that brings to our minds that it's going to begin to get hot. Summer is going to bring the heat. It already is here. I just walk from room to room and I'm sweating. And I'm a little guy, but I'm telling you, summer's here. It's hot, amen? And if you begin to think about that, it's, it's going to be hot. But if we talk about, amen, the, uh, just all the things that's going to happen throughout this year, amen, two or three weeks without no rain, uh, and it's 90 to 95 degrees, uh, it begins to cripple the grass. Uh, it begins to touch the crops uh, and begins to hurt things. And I'm telling you tonight, saints of God, uh, if we're not careful, we can, amen, overlook that in our spiritual walk as well. I'm not going to get to my point just yet, but I'm just telling you, uh, it's going to get hot. It is hot. Uh, vacation time is here. Uh, amen. It's getting hot, uh, which means dry conditions without rain. Uh, and after long periods of no rain or precipitation, uh, amen, or it's less than normal, uh, I'm telling you, drought can set in, uh, causing crops to fail, streams and rivers to dry up, uh, animals to be affected. Uh, even our amen, economy can be affected by these things. Uh, but what about our spiritual, amen, climate. Uh, what about our spiritual walk, our spiritual desire tonight? Uh, but when these conditions arise, uh, especially in the next few months, uh, we might well, as some of us will remember, uh, we've seen that they'll classify on the news. Uh, you'll read it in the newspaper. Uh, they'll have on there that it's a mandatory burn ban. Uh, you cannot go out some places. You can't even cook on the grill. You cannot, amen, start a fire. You cannot do anything uh, because the climate it has gotten so hot uh, and things are at a place uh, where if just one spark it could ignite a fire and can I tell you tonight saints of God uh, I believe that the enemy of our soul has come by too many times uh, and tried to set upon us a burn ban uh, and caused us to get in dry amen rut places uh, where we're not moved by anything uh, we're not moved by the song anymore we're not moved by the preaching anymore we're not moved by prophecy anymore we're not moved by the word of the living God and we get in that place, amen, we get comfortable, satisfied. Amen. The enemy's trying to put a burn ban upon the church. But we'll see that on the news and we'll see that in places. I know that in many places in the country right now we've seen floods, we've seen hurricanes, we've seen storms pass by. But I'm telling you, it don't take but just a few weeks or a month for it not to drop an ounce of rain and things can change real quick and real fast. Uh, and tonight, saints of God, you say, what is a burn ban? Most of you will know, amen, the statistics on it. You'll know the definition. But I went ahead and wrote it down anyway. A burn ban is a temporary ban on open burning during an extended periods of uh, of elevated of fire danger uh, due to widespread amounts of dry natural vegetation uh, compounded by contributing weather conditions and or outdoor activities. Uh, this is by the state of, amen, it was by the government. Uh, if you want to have the website, I can give it to you later. Uh, but I feel tonight that there's been a lot of burn bans set in order, uh, which is a mandatory, which is mandatory rather by law, but where only 
meant to be temporary because of certain conditions. Uh, and I hope I've come by to tell somebody uh, or stop by here tonight to instill in somebody that burn band that's been on your back, uh, that's been on your shoulders, uh, that's been creeping around and lurking around every corner. Uh, I've got good news for you tonight. Uh, there's a liberator in the house uh, that he'll not only stop the burn band, uh, but he'll increase the fire. He'll stir up the spirit of the Holy Ghost uh, and let the power fall upon us one more time. Uh, we need the burn band to be lifted tonight. We need the burn band to be lifted. Amen? You say, oh preacher, you're talking to the wrong crowd tonight. Well, Jesus was talking to some people that was, amen, involved in these scriptures that, amen, classified to be children of God. Called them, amen, by the name of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But John the Baptist, amen, he was not like most modern day preachers. He just called it like it was. I appreciate pastor, and I don't say this disrespectful, but I appreciate pastor coming up here tonight and asking us to stand across this house. These young people have sang their hearts out. They've sang and poured their hearts out all across this state. And I'm telling you, it's, there's going to be countless souls, countless lives that's been touched and changed because of their commitment and their confession and their faithfulness unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, and I just wonder so many times how we as Christians uh, can find ourselves in places uh, where we know that we're saved and we're on our way to heaven, uh, but we've gotten so comfortable with the where we're at uh, and it doesn't bother us to sit in the pew. It doesn't bother us amen to just sit down when we know the spirit of God is amongst us and I said this last night I wonder how many times we would be desperate ourselves. Amen and we are praying for our family praying for our children and whenever it's amen not our deal. It's somebody else's. It doesn't move us but it might not be us today it could be us tomorrow and we got to see that burn band lifted that we got compassion that we got a desire to do something the name of for the cause of Christ that others might be touched and changed. Amen? We need that burn band lifted tonight. As I spoke this, amen, or speak this tonight as I was in pastor's office and I begin to dwell upon this, I'll be honest with you, we've been running every night. It's been 2.30, 3 o'clock before we arrive at most of our places and we've not gotten to bed till 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock almost every single morning. So from the time we started Friday night last week, Saturday, amen, and also Sunday morning we traveled to Russellville. Sunday night we was in Hot Springs. Monday night we was in Holland, Missouri. Tuesday night, amen, where was we at? Jonesboro. Wednesday night we was in, a, in a Warren, Arkansas. I'm talking about opposite ends of the state, opposite ends of the earth. Uh, Thursday night in Y City, uh, over by Waldron. Then Friday night we was in Little Rock, Arkansas. Saturday night in Van Buren. And today we're right here in Galena, Kansas. And you say, what does that have to do with us tonight, preacher? Uh, I'm telling you, God came by this way, not only this morning and pastor, what a dynamic message this morning. Uh, what a word from God. Uh, I'm here to tell you, saints of God, you better be thankful that you got somebody that tells the truth, uh, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Uh, and I'm here to tell you tonight, I just want to add a little bit to what he's already ministered this morning. We've got to come out and come up a little higher and let the burn band be lifted. Amen. we got something to praise him about. we got something to shout about. We're saved. Born away to heaven. Born again. We are in love with Jesus and we got to learn to praise him with everything within us. 
But I'm saying tonight, the burn band's been lifted. Amen. It was only meant to be temporary until the rain come. And pastor said this morning that the rainy season is coming. The rainy season's coming. I don't know about you, but I remember the scriptures. The Bible said, amen, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on tonight. I'm telling you, I don't believe God's coming back for anything less than what he started out with in the early church. He's not coming back for the broke down church. Not coming for the broke, busted, and disgusted church. He's coming after the blood washed. Those that's got their mind made up, amen. That's not just, amen, a, a maybe, but that's got their mind made up tonight. But the burn ban has been lifted. But I'm telling you, the enemy of our soul has tried to put a burn ban upon us. He's tried to do it to churches. He's done it to pastors. He's caused minds and hearts to get, amen, caught up in other things, in other areas. And he's caused them to be crippled. And I'm telling you, that used to preach the gospel of the good news. And the enemy of their soul came to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I'm glad Jesus. Jesus didn't stop there. But he said that's what the devil's going to do or what he's going to try to do. But he said, but I want you to know one more thing. That I have come that you might have life and that you can have it more abundantly. You don't have to walk in defeat, in despair. But he said, I've got victory. I'm said he's got victory. I'm telling you there's an old song that says victory ahead. Victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus, there's victory ahead. I'm telling you tonight, the burden banner is being lifted church it's being lifted amen you see, our text talks about that preacher, John the Baptist, one of the not only one amen of good prophet, but one of the greatest prophets ever known in the Bible. Because all the prophets before him declared that there was somebody coming. But when John was down at the Jordan baptizing on that day, he saw Jesus walking out. And he came and brought this proclamation. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. I'm telling you what he said was, it is he. Amen. It is him. He is here. Saints of God, I'm telling you, John came preaching. Amen. Jesus came. Amen. Preaching. But John Amen. Would come before Jesus. He would announce Jesus was coming. I believe the scripture would tell us, but John said, Amen. There's one that cometh, Amen, after me, but who's preferred before me. He said, Whose shoes that I'm not, Amen, worthy to bear, uh, or whose sandals, Amen, or shackles that I'm not, Amen, worthy to unloose. Uh, but he said, He will baptize you uh, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And when John was preaching that old message uh, that a lot of folks don't like hearing uh, about repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, there were some people that by the name of the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, raised their ugly heads up uh, and they began to get real religious uh, and they thought they was the only ones uh, that was worthy to receive God's blessing because they were Jews that is. Uh, but I'm telling you they begin to say he's our father uh, Abraham. Uh, but John would declare unto them uh, that amen, Abraham uh, is not only your father uh, but he's raising up some other stones uh, 
meaning the Gentile nation uh, that's going to receive him. Uh, and he said, listen, uh, you've done enough trouble. You've carried on long enough. Uh, and John said, you are vipers. Uh, you are wicked and perverse generation. Uh, he called them snakes. Uh, he said, I want to tell you something. Uh, you tried to put a burn ban uh, up on the religious sector. Uh, but he said, I've come to tell you, uh, even that barn ban has been lifted. Uh, it's not just for the Jew. It's under whosoever will. It will call it upon the name of the Lord. Uh, and they shall be saved. He said that ban's been lifted. Amen. That burn ban's been lifted. Sean, amen, was not your modern day preacher. He wasn't your average modern day preacher. His clothing, his clothing was out of style. His message was not what many wanted to hear, which was repentance. His sit-down meal most couldn't stomach. Wild locusts and honey. Most people couldn't stomach it. Amen? And then, as I said, there was the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the self-righteous, the religious group, who was trying to put a burn man, if you will, toward the things of God. Why? Because they were sin. Sin. See, God was giving them a chance. He gave them a call. Amen? He was trying to call them unto Him. But they chose to rebel. They refused. And the Lord began to tell him, He said, listen, you guys are not the only one that's core to the market on religion. You're not the only one that's amen that I'll call unto me. And I'm telling you tonight, saints of God, as we look at this word and begin to dwell and begin to dissect some things in it, but John had something to say about it. He didn't amen. He didn't sin by what he said by calling the snakes. He didn't sin by that in the way that he did. He just called it out the way that it was. He called them snakes, challenging them to and charging them to bring forth fruit, uh, meaning evidence of a true heart change, true repentance. Uh, but they didn't do it. They had a pious attitude. They had amen a prideful attitude, uh, and they needed to be adjusted. But they would not yield to amen the voice of John when he preached uh, about repentance. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, saints of God, many of us tonight. Uh, have been in places and been in times uh, that we heard the religious sector uh, and told us that we couldn't do this, we shouldn't do that. Amen. Us Pentecostal people were crazy because we jump, hoop, we shout, we holler, uh, and we dance and we run the aisles. Uh, and speaking in tongues, it's outdated. Uh, it was for back in the disciples. Uh, amen. Time and era. But I've come to tell you today, uh, saints of God, that is a lie from the pits of hell. Uh, the Bible speaks about tongues uh, and about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. That is the evidence that we've been touched and endued from power and with the power from on high. And if we've ever needed that church to be touched with God's presence and filled one more time, we need to know that John said, I indeed baptize you in water of repentance. But there comes one, amen, after me, who's preferred before me that will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. He said, God has lifted the burden man and somebody needs to be touched and changed because we don't have to live the same way we came tonight he wants to touch us he wants to move upon us I begin to see amen brother Josh pastor as we was amen on these meetings and during these meetings and I'm not just saying this because I think I know what I'm saying but these pastors and ministers that was with us even these young people since didn't seen it Hurting hearts. People that was wounded in their spirit. People that even loved God that was, amen, hooked on habits. 
They loved God. I didn't question their love for God, but they wanted help. And I'm telling you, we gave the altar call one night, and it was unbelievable how many people came to the front of the building from young to old, needing God's touch. And you know what? I couldn't help but think, Pastor, that them folks has been walking around with that burn band tagged on their backs and their heads and in their minds that this is the way that it's been for this long and this is the way that it's going to probably be for the rest of my life. People can make fun of me. They can mock me. They can do whatever they want to. And again, I didn't question their salvation. I didn't question their love for God because you could tell the sincerity in their hearts. Because when they came down to the front, tears was already streaming down their face. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable. If you just saw it with your own two eyes and been there to see what God was doing. There was a young lady that was there. Brother Mitchell could contest to this. A young lady came forward. She didn't even know where she's at. She didn't even know where she was going. But I'm telling you, God not only saved that young lady that night, but I'm telling you, He set her free. He set her free. I told this story the other night. I'm going to get ready to quit here in just a moment. Little young young boy, probably six, I'd say six years old. Little black boy came forth. Hand was, you could tell his hand was not the way it was supposed to be. But that little boy, I'm telling you, there was something that drawed him. Amen. I, don't, I didn't see anybody bring him to the front of the building, but when we gave the altar call, we basically gave the call for people that needed healing, needed, needed deliverance, whatever the case was. That little boy showed up in the midst of that crowd. And some of these kids, we got it on video, we got it on, on and pictures of it. But I'm telling you what, when that little boy came forward, he didn't, he didn't talk real plain. But I, I began to, Pastor, when I began to look at his face, I mean, he, you could already tell that the Spirit of God was moving upon him. And I don't remember how it went, but it wasn't just for just a few seconds. I, I began to just ask him, I said, Son, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And he looked at me just as serious as he could, and he said, No. And I'm telling you, tears begin to stream down his face, flowing down his face. And I said, do you want to make a change tonight? Do you want to know him and accept him? I'm telling you, that little boy prayed. I'm talking about prayed. He prayed, and whenever he got done praying, Pastor, he lifted his hands toward heaven. And I mean, it was absolutely head cocked back in the air. And you could tell it wasn't a show. Nobody had hurt, rehearsed him. But God began to touch him. What I'm trying to tell you is the burn ban had been lifted off that young man's life. I said the burn ban had been lifted off of his life and he got changed that night. Amen. I said I'm going to quit and I usually quit about three times so I don't want to lie to you tonight. But John was telling them that amen, there's one that's coming after me but who's mightier than I am. One who can, one who can and will be lifting the burn ban. One who is able to endue us with power from on high. As Acts chapter 1 verses 8, he said ye shall be receive power. After that that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. He talked about being a witness. You say preacher, you're talking about John. You're talking about deliverance. You're talking about the burn ban. I'm telling you, John said He'll baptize us in the Holy Ghost and with fire. He wants us to be endued with power. He wants us to be liberated by His presence. You see, there's been many who've tried to put a burn ban on God's presence, but without His presence, there's no power to lay hands on the sick. Without His presence, there's no power to cast out demonic spirits or bring back sight to the blind. But in His presence, in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, He said, Amen, where the presence of the Lord is, 
but where the Spirit of the Lord is, uh, there is uh, liberty. Uh, I'm here to tell you tonight in His presence, uh, there is also joy. For Psalm 16 and 11 said, uh, in His presence uh, is the fullness of joy, and at His right hand uh, there's pleasures uh, forevermore. Can I tell you tonight, the burn band uh, is being lifted, uh, but somebody uh, has got to say, preacher, uh, pastor, God, uh, fall on me again, uh, and let the power fill me up and stir me one more time because I need your glory in my life. I need your power. I need your glory. The burn band's being lifted. Let the fire fall on us, God. Let the Holy Ghost have His way again in the midst of our droughts. In the midst of our dry seasons, like the children of Israel, many have compassed the same familiar mountains, though. Many of us have encompassed the same mountains, the same trouble, the same defeats, and the devil's just continuously tagging a burn band on us, saying we can't do anything more than what we're doing right now until it's being lifted. But I'm telling you, that burn band's only supposed to be meant for a season, a temporary time, until the rain comes, until the river flows. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of beavers that tried to build dams in the, in the streams of the creeks to stop it up. But I've come to tell you tonight, there's a devil that's trying to build up, amen, dams in your heart and your own life tonight to try to stop up the presence of God. But I've come to tell you tonight, not only is the burn band being lifted, but I'm talking about the yoke breakers here tonight. Because of the anointing in Isaiah 10 and 27, he said, because the anointing is able to destroy the yokes of bondage. And I'm telling you tonight, God wants to set us free uh, that we can be, listen to me, I'm telling you tonight, I used to think the preachers was the only thing or the only ones that could get the job done. But I've come to realize and recognize this, that God just doesn't want to use pastors. Uh, he doesn't just want to use teachers or prophets or apostles or Sunday school teachers. He wants to use every single one of us. But until we find ourselves in familiar territory and say, listen, I'm tired of being the same old, same old. I'm tired of waiting from Sunday to Sunday to get my blessing. I'm tired of aiming just barely getting through the week. Aiming to get aiming to something of substance that can keep me marching on and then barely get to the house of God on Sunday and feel like we're trodden down with all the care of life. I'm telling you, uh, that's nothing but a burn band, but God said uh, he wants to lift that burn band tonight and set uh, the captive free. Uh, he wants to start a new fire. He wants to stir up the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Uh, he wants to heal bodies. Uh, he wants to change lives. Uh, he wants to fill us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, he wants us to get our joy back. Uh, he wants to get our fullness back. Uh, he wants us to shout again. Uh, he wants us to praise again. Uh, he wants wants us to be real again. The burn band is being lifted. The burn band is being lifted, church. It's being lifted. Amen. The enemy has held a hold, had a hold on us. I've said it three times, four times, five times. Burn band listed upon us, but I've come tonight to tell somebody that the burn band has been lifted. I'm telling you, you didn't need me to come and preach tonight. Amen. You got doctors in here and scholars in the Word of God. But as I said earlier tonight, I just come to be myself. 
I'm not in competition with them. I'm not trying to be them. I'm not trying to outdo anybody in this place. But I'm telling you, the same God that moves upon them is the same God that moves upon this little preacher. We may not all do it the same way. We may not do it all in the same fashion. But I'm telling you, the same God that touches them has touched this old boy. I ain't got much time tonight to tell you, and I'm finished with my preaching, but I want to tell you, in 1999, some of you may not know about my testimony, but in 1999, I was on my way to Monette, Missouri, driving, aiming down there by myself. I almost had my oldest son with me, but I left him at home. I was going there to put up three great big tents for a homecoming that we was having, garage sale and all that kind of stuff for the church. But on my way there, I think I fell asleep behind the wheel. I hit a diesel truck and trailer while it was sitting perfectly still, running 70-plus miles an hour. I drove both rear axles, amen, my truck was the only thing holding up the back of a tanker, 36,000 pounds of, amen, a tanker of uh, pressurized fluids in this tanker from what I'm understanding. But anyway, needless to say, regardless to say, amen, my face was, I mean, it was absolutely destroyed. I have 13 metal plates holding my face together. 26 screws, collarbone, T1 bone in the back of my neck, shoulder blade. Metal rod shoved through my left kneecap. I don't know how much of glass I took in my body, but they picked out glass. I mean, all, you, you just name it. I was hurt. I was in bad, bad shape. Skull fractures, front, back. I'm telling you, I was in bad shape. When I got there, they told my family that I probably would not make it. I, they said I was uh, awake the whole time they was getting me out of the car. One minute I was helping them, the other minute I was fighting them. Amen, probably, amen. In shock, I don't know what was really going on, but when they pushed me in the helicopter, they said I passed out. They got me to the hospital. I don't even know who I was for several days, but I don't know if it was three days, four days, five days, whatever it was. I begin to remember to hear people. They had me on medication and just absolutely had me so drugged up, I didn't even know who I was. They wouldn't let me see myself, but I believe, it, I don't remember it was, I think it was the ninth day, Pastor Josh, that whenever I come to my senses, I told my brother and I told my wife, I said, tell them to take me off everything they got me on. Of course, the nurse said I was crazy. Still am crazy, but that's all right. Trying to finish. But I told them, I said, get me off everything you got me on. And I'm telling you, they fought, fought us tooth and toenail, but after my brother got done with them, they took me off everything they had me on. From that moment on, God began to turn things around. I was living for the Lord. I thought I was living for the Lord that day. But I was more wrapped up in a job that I had. I was making good money, had a great boss that was putting a lot of money in a savings account for me that I didn't even put one red cent in, a lot of money. Managing one of the largest rental companies in the entire state, probably Missouri. But I'm telling you this for a reason tonight, amen. I didn't realize it, I didn't recognize it at that point in time, Pastor, but I had a burn ban on my life. I was going through the motions. I'd got caught up in greed and got caught up in other things. I was going to church. I was doing all the things, putting on the dog and pony. But I didn't recognize where I was at. But it took that car wreck for God to put me in a place, to get me into a place. You say you believe God allowed that? Or God amen, let that happen? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I sure do. Because while I was in that hospital room, God changed my way of thinking. And when I walked out of the hospital after 20 days, I've never been back since, but I made a commitment. I made a covenant to God that day. And I said, God, I'll serve you. I'll serve you. And it wasn't two months later I was pastoring the church. First service that I ever preached. For weeks I had my mouth wired shut preaching with gum and wax 
in my mouth because my gums was bridged together. But I'm telling you this for a reason. There was a burn ban on my life. I was going through the motions. And God had to put me in a place where I could recognize whether I was going to serve Him or serve mammon, money. You can come here tonight, you can fool me, you can fool everybody in this house, you can fool your pastor, but you're not going to fool God. You're not going to fool God. There's some burn bands on some people's lives in here tonight. And I don't believe God sent us here this way. I didn't have to stay here tonight, but I believe God laid this message on my heart for somebody in this house, for somebody's life to be changed, to be liberated by the power of God's presence. I'm going to change the order of this service, but I, I feel like I'm talking to somebody tonight. I feel like God the Holy Ghost is ministering to somebody in this place. There's a burn ban on your life, and God says He wants to lift it tonight. You'll not, you'll not be all that you can ever be for God until you, amen, release it all to Him and fall completely and totally in love with the Lamb of God. Amen. And let Him fill you with His full presence and His power to touch your life and to minister to you like He wants to tonight. Amen.